Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Restoring Grace Radio on blogtalkradio.com. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. Thank you for joining us either live or on archives. Restoring Grace Radio is here to provide online lessons about the Christian faith, our history, our documents, and how to express our faith to a very needy world. Thank you for listening, and now, on to our broadcast. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace, whether you're joining us as always live or on archive. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. We're going to be talking about a concept in Kabbalah that's very significant, a concept in Judaism that's very significant. And it's a simple phrase. You can repeat it after me if you like. As it is below, it is above. Most people, um, they kind of go through their lives always asking the wrong questions. And sadly, as religious leaders, we often give them the wrong answers. And that's kind of sad. You know, it's been interesting. We've had quite the week here uh, at Restoring Grace, and it's only Tuesday. Can't wait to see what the rest of it is going to look like. But it comes down to, you know, uh, my son, Matthew, he's 30. He came into town this weekend, and we were going to a Scottish festival to watch these giant men do these giant athletic uh, events. And, uh, he got a few couple events in, and it poured, poured rain, like three inches of rain. The field was a disaster. I managed to find a way to get my truck stuck and buried up to the axles, and I had to have some guy pull me out. Whole story, whole other story altogether. Funeral, all kinds of stuff going on this weekend. You know, a lot of things. See, in life, you have these positive things that happen. You have these negative things that happen. You have these positive things, these negative things that people say all the time to me. They say things about about, you know, can't life just smooth out? Can't it just simply be uh, an easy row? No, it can't, and it's not ever going to be. Because as we've always taught about, the greater the resistance, the harder it is to get things through, the harder it is to see where we're going and what we're trying to do, the greater light is revealed. You know what? I don't always like that. As a matter of fact, I don't like it at all. But it still remains the truth that we have to work so hard at every inch of, ga- of ground we gain, that we've got to declare that ground precious and valuable and not allow it to be given back to the enemy again. Of all the Zohar lessons I've ever done, I always like talking on this subject because in the Zohar portion, it's a volume three for the English Zohar, portion Vayera, one of my favorite portions, is some of the most plain scriptures and commentary out of the Zohar. Sometimes you read the things in the Zohar and it's like, wow, what is he talking about? But this is pretty simple, and I like it like that. So I want to read to you verse 78. When a person is in this world, he is not aware, nor does he look for the reason why he was created. For him, every day is considered as if it passes by in emptiness. And when the soul leaves the world, it does not recognize the path through which it was elevated, because this path that it leads up, and after it departs from him, 
The soul follows the same way that person followed while in the world. Wow. Wow. Pretty simple. What he's saying is a lot of people, for them, they don't even consider why was I created, what's unique about me. What is, what's my mission in it? They just go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. You know, we've lied to so many people. Because what do we tell people when they're growing up? See, as you're growing up, you need to get an education. What do I need an education for? You got education, a good education, you can get a good job. Okay, well, what do I need a good job for? Well, if you get a good job, then you'll get money. Okay, well, what do I need money for? Well, then you can have a good quality of life. So get money, don't worry, be happy. Let me ask you, listeners. How many of you has that worked out for? Maybe you make you live paycheck to paycheck, direct deposit to direct deposit. Maybe you've got more money in the bank than you know what to do with. How's that worked out for you? Has it brought you any degree of satisfaction? Has it brought you any degree of it? He uses a really unique word in here, the word emptiness. The word emptiness, like in the Hebrew, talks about like like hollow, like something that is designed to carry something, but there's nothing that's in there. And people say to me, and this is one thing, if you ever say this to me, I swear I will tell you to shut up. I hate this statement. Oh, same poo, different day, same poo, different day. If that's true about your life, you're living it wrong. You're living it wrong. But every day that passes by, people have this somehow this unfocused sense of emptiness. Now, your soul, we talk a lot about the soul. Christians believe in the soul, but Judaism kind of takes the soul to a completely different level. It's important inside the person. Your, your soul is your spiritual measuring tool. When something doesn't feel right, when there's agitation, when there's loneliness, when there's separation, where there's doubt. Remember, we talked about doubt, part of the attack of the enemy. Uncertainty, fear. The soul is a spiritual measuring tool that is, is, is you take on the journey with you. It says here in the Zohar that some people, think about this, they come into the world and they just see the world as blah, 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 blah. They die and they come back again and they see the world as blah, 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 blah. And they just go through lifetime after lifetime. What would happen if you woke up? What would happen? If you suddenly became aware of the fact there's more going on than meets the eye, what if you started seeing beauty in things that you've never seen beauty in before? What if you started seeing the connectivity of the world, how we're all connected together? What if you started seeing that? Well, two things. One is your life will stop having that sense of emptiness, and two, you're also opening yourself up for more pain. Because the more real you feel things and the more desiring you have for things, the more difficult they are to obtain and the harder work you have to do. Verse number 79. Verse 79. Come and behold. By the way, when you see – I don't like the translations in the Bible very much. It has Jesus saying weird King James words like verily, verily. I don't know how many of you talk to anybody like that. If you walk up to somebody and you're getting ready to say something important, you say, verily, 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 there's not much water left in the water cooler. But whenever you hear the phrase, come and behold in the Zohar, a rabbi is beginning to say a wisdom statement. So he's telling you, I want you to to come towards me, draw your attention towards me, and I want you to have wonder about this. Come and behold. If a person is drawn after the Holy One, the Creator, whatever that may be to you, blessed be he. 
and longs for him while he's in the world, then later when he departs from the world, he also follows the Holy One, blessed be he. And he is, listen, he's shown a path to climb that rises upward to the place where souls shine. In other words, it follows and continues the same path that his desire follows and longs for each day while he was in the world. Okay, verse 78 said, if somebody just goes through life and goes through life unchecked and never wonder, hey, is there a God? Why am I here? What's my mission? When he, re, when he comes back, I don't like the word reincarnate, but I like the word recycle. That's not really a great spiritual word, but when he recycles and comes back, he'll be just like he was before. Here it says that when you come into the realization that there is a God and that he has a plan for you and that he's working in your life, when you pass through this life to the next, you're going to come back on a, what does it say? A path to climb that rises upward, an elevated soul. So whatever's happening in our lives right now, unless you're the dude that doesn't care, you're just whistling in the dark, you're just making your way through life, and pretty much you're just waiting to die so you can come back and wait to die again. But for those that are really battling and experiencing the challenges and facing those challenges head on, it is a path that's taking you to climb upward when you recognize, I understand why I'm here. Kabbalah and Judaism both teach that eternity is an extension of the choices that and life that we live here in this world. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. It's just an extension of it. And desire is not enough. I just I want to be a good person. I want to do that. There's a lot of things you want, but you've got to take work, and you have to do the work and do the active participation. And we need to start teaching people. By the way, a teacher's job is to teach. We need to start teaching people how to come to their own rescue, to give them the tools and give them the equipment and them the, the, the study and the material they need so that they can defend themselves. What happens so often in churches is we make the people in the congregation dependent upon the pastor. He tells them what to do. They go do it. They come back and they say that we're great instead of teaching them how to do it for themselves. Major difference in Kabbalistic thinking is a student must become a master. We're going to jump over to verse number 81. Here's the rabbi talking again. He says, inside this book, it was written that according to the intention of a person's desire in this world, he draws a spirit from above upon himself similar to the desire he clung to. If his, if his desire is to achieve something holy and divine, then he draws the same thing from above and brings it down upon himself. Wow. Kabbalah calls this creating angels. Your desire, your desire brings on yourself the emotions and the feelings and the, and the things that happen to you. You're not a victim. Why is it so significant that the opponent brings in doubt, he brings in fear, he brings in uncertainty? Because when you start thinking about that and you start going down that path, what does it say? We're going to read in verse number 80. I'm jumping ahead. I apologize. Sometimes I get ahead of myself, for those of you that know me. If my mind is on the divine, if my mind is on the pure, if my mind has got certainty and clarity, then I'm creating positive angels, things that, that can go and do powerful things in this world. What happens if I'm not? Verse 82. If he wishes... To cleave to the other side. Remember, when you see the phrase other side, we're talking about 
Hashem Ara, the evil tongue. We're talking about evil thoughts. We're talking about the evil inclination. We're talking about Asatan, the opponent. Did I leave anybody out? Did I get everybody there? All right. If he wishes to cleave to the other side, in his intent upon it, he draws the same from above down and brings it on himself. They used to say that to draw something down from above depends mainly on speech and deed and the desire to cleave to it. We'll get back to that in a minute. This is how the certain side cleaves and is drawn down. So not only can I create positive angels with how I think and where my heart's at, I can create negative, negative angels by having lack of certainty, by having fear. These are things that happen. I want you just to let that sit for a minute. If I've ever been accused of anything and it's the right thing to accuse me of, I go too fast and give you too much to think about. But you know what? Too bad. You can only go back and listen to the program again. Now what you got? Now what you got? That's what I thought. So we can create positive angels that bring about from our desire to be connected and, cre- and, and connectivity with the light. We can bring about negative ones by connecting to the evil opponent. And, and it's real simple how that happens. If it's doubt, if it's fear, if it's uncertainty, it's asatan. If it's positive, if it's prayers for peace, if it's things that are, are positive, it creates the positive angels. But I like what he says here, those three things. Speech, how we talk. Deed, what we do, and listen to this, and the desire to cleave to it. The Hebrew word is called devarut. Devarut. It means to cling. There has to come a time where things are so valuable to us and mean so much in our life, our spiritual growth, moving forward, caring for the people around us, whatever your world may look like, that we cling to it. That we cling, devarut. And the wind blows and the storms come and the, the uncertainty comes, but we cling to it and we never let go. So in the things I say, in the things I do, and my desire to cling to it. Now, how far are you prepared to go? How far are you prepared to go? Because a human's will, your will, is a very powerful thing. I listened to Bono one time. By the way, if you know me, you know I love you too. I've liked them since 1982. If it's not your favorite band, that's fine. Go listen to uh, Justin Bieber. But I love Bono. And one time he was talking about hunger and poverty and starvation in the world. And he said this. He said, we have the technology. We have the economy. We have the ability. We have the resources to solve all these things, what we don't have is the will to do it. Think about that. That is powerful. Man, that's powerful. We don't have the will to do it. We could change all these things, but we elect not to. We can cling on to our beliefs and the things that are meaningful to us. We can we put our will in a strong place. We can correct the actions of our past. We can assist other people in their correction. But do you have the will to do it? Many people are working as hard as possible to bring the most painful results into their lives, and they're shocked by the results. They're shocked by the results. I want to jump over to verse number 84. In the same manner, for whoever desires to cling to the Holy Spirit above, it depends on the acts, the words, and the intent of the heart. 
so that he may succeed in drawing it down upon himself so he may cling to it. Hey, surprise, the Holy Spirit is not a Christian invention. He didn't start at Pentecost. You guys are benefiting from it. As a Christian, I believe in the Holy Spirit, but we didn't invent it. It was kind of thousands of years before anybody ever uttered the word Christian. They were saying the word Hokadesh, Hokadesh, Holy Spirit. Listen to what he says. If you want to bring that kind of energy upon yourself, if you want to make that connection with the Holy Spirit, the blessed Baruch HaKadosh, it is your acts, your words, and the intent of your heart. And you will succeed, the Creator says. This is not a, well, I'll get to you when I get to you. You will succeed in drawing it down upon yourself so that you can cling to it. Man, have you ever felt lost? I mean, this weekend, like I said, it was weird. It was a, there was my son came into town. There was the chaos at the thing. There was a funeral. There was all these things that were going on. And every once in a while, I feel like I'm standing still, and this movie is flying by me, and I know I'm supposed to be paying attention to this. I'm supposed to be getting it, and the next thing I know, the credits are running. What happened? Cling. Devarut, hold on to the post. Hold on to the post. Stay in that place. The Apostle Paul, writer of much of the New Testament, made a great statement when he said, when you've done everything to stand, stand there. Devarut, cling. When you've done the work and you've gone through it and you've checked all the boxes and you know you're in the right place, stand there. Acts. Words, intent of the heart. Well, what is action? How about just being kind? How about repairing the world? How about being helpful? Words, echo words of life. Encourage people, love them, talk to them, tell them. Because I got news for you. If I learn one thing this weekend, my son flies in, my son flies out. A person dies, we go to a funeral. We All these events, these things that all happen, if there's something I learned, the world's on the move. If you've got something to say, if you've got someplace to be, if you've got something meaningful to do, tomorrow's not a good day for it. Today is the day. Today is the day to do it. The intent of your heart, the Hebrew word, I love this word. I like a lot of the Hebrew words because because. I, well, I just like them, but sometimes just even the way they sound. But this particular word is such a, a hard-impacting word. The intent of your heart is called kavanah. Kavanah. It doesn't matter if you're any good at it. It doesn't matter if you're a pro. It's the intent of the heart. It's meaning, well-doing, and well-being for the sake of sharing with others. The intent of your heart. Verse 85. I'm almost done. Almost. And the rabbis were saying, Whatever path a person follows in this world is the path that he'll be drawn to when he leaves this world. And whatever he clung and pursued to while in this world, stick with me, whatever he clung to in this world, he will cling to it in the world of truth. If to holiness, then to holiness. If to impurity, then to impurity. You see, we are clinging now for not just the hope of now. But we're clinging now for the hope of the future. We're not just clinging now for what we can receive in this life, in this lifetime. 
we can do in lifetimes to come. Verse number 86, if you cling to holiness, then he is drawn to the side of holiness. He clings to it above and becomes a serving minister before the Holy One and amongst all the angels. The spiritual progression, we know this from, from Kabbalistic lessons. We've talked about it. The spiritual progression is service to others. It's service to others. People say, I want to grow in grace. I want to be learned patience. Why do I need to commit to a life of study? You shouldn't do any of those things if you're not doing it for the benefit of others. If you're just doing it because you want to learn about it, go read the books and forget it. Move on. Solomon said in the, in the book of, of Lamentations, Solomon said, in the studying of many books, it is weary. Why? Because he was studying to learn for himself but not to share with others. Verse 87. You know, we don't have time for verse 87. Let's stop here. Let's back up. Let's back up. For most people, Oliver Wendell Holmes, if you haven't heard of Oliver Wendell Holmes, um, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. If you haven't heard of Oliver Wendell Holmes, you probably don't watch Criminal Minds on TV much because they always quote him when they're flying on a plane out to go solve some bizarre murder. That's totally unrelated to the story. I just felt like sharing that. But Oliver Wendell Holmes said this. I loosely quoted. For most people, Death is nothing more than the locking of a door of an already empty house. Don't let that be you. Because as it is above, it is below. What you're doing right now, the struggles you're going through right now, the things that matter to you right now, the things that are important, the things that you desire – are going to carry into that next lifetime. You are basically, I want you to think about this, you are basically writing the script right now of what you want to see now and what you want to see in the future. That's what you're doing. And Oliver Wendell Holmes also said, when writing the story of your life, make sure you're the one holding the pen. That's a great part of the lesson. To live this life with a sense of emptiness is sad because Creator did not design you to be empty. He designed you to be a vessel that receives His light. You are created in His image. The scriptures are clear on this. The Zohar teaches it. The Bible teaches it. The Torah teaches it. The Talmud teaches it. The Mishnah teaches it. And while you may not be the biggest fan of your physical appearance, don't worry, somebody else is. You may not be the biggest fan of your physical appearance. The Creator looks beyond that to see the uniqueness of the soul. And for many of you listening, this may be the first time you've heard this. Maybe you've heard it a hundred times. Your path is elevating, and it is very difficult as an elevated soul. Because a lifetime ago, two lifetimes ago, you chose life. You chose life. So I'm asking you, pleading with you. Make the best of it. And I want you to grab that pen and write the story that you want. Remembering that as we write that story, we're writing it for the ages. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace. And yes, I know I went more than 15 minutes. It's just the title of the show, Don't Be Angry. 
Thank you so much for joining me, either live or on Archive. I appreciate it. The show is pulling great numbers, and you guys are doing great. And it just it makes me so happy on my soul level to know that, hey, I don't mind doing this if you don't mind listening. So be thinking about that. Also be praying for Rabbi Joseph. His health has been a little edgy over the last couple of weeks. That's why the Torah Treasure show, show has been on hold, hopefully back this week, maybe next week. We'll see how it goes. But, again, thank you so much. I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen.